from playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Can you believe we've been doing this thing for two years now? I cannot believe it, but I am so, so happy that this has been a thing that's been in our lives for the last two years. Hope you do as well. Thanks so much for joining us on this special two-year anniversary celebration podcast, a little bonus best-of version of the podcast. My name is Colbin McKee. Thanks so much for joining me. My two other co-hosts, Lance Stahl and Corey Bacoskis, couldn't be here, but that's okay. I will steer you through this best of episode. I just want to touch quickly on those two guys in particular. I know I said this last year, but honestly, some of the best times I have is recording sports podcasts with these two guys. They are so much fun to talk sports with. They know their stuff. They come prepared and they make this a heck of a lot of fun. And I hope that comes across while you're listening to us, whether you're driving to work, you're at the gym, out for a walk with the dog, however you listen to us, we greatly appreciate all the downloads, uh, the subscriptions, the shares, the likes, the follows all across social media and beyond. We greatly appreciate your support and we couldn't be here at our two year anniversary without the support of you, the listener. So thank you so much for all that you do. We hope you enjoyed this best of episode, uh, our second anniversary special of the best of episode. Lots of highlights for you coming up in just a few short minutes. We're going to hear from a crazy Tigers trivia that Corey hosted way back when, back when our microphones were really, really crappy quality. We've kind of changed things up as this pandemic has grown on. That's the other thing. Doing a podcast, a sports podcast during a pandemic, a little bit challenging. Definitely. But we've persevered. Hopefully you've joined us for a large chunk of this journey with us as well. So we got Tigers trivia coming up. We're going to hear from some great interviews we've had over this past year. Uh, Kelly Rudy of Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. We talked to Jamie Thomas of the Winnipeg Jets. He does color commentary for 680 CJOB. Uh, we talked to Kyle Bacoskis as well this year. Matt Wong, one of our favorites on the show. He's been around for three episodes. We'll hear from him coming up shortly as well. We've got an edition of Starters coming up. Uh, we've got Corson Hoplow of your Medicine Hat Tigers. So much included in this edition of the Best of Podcast, second year anniversary edition. So sit back, or if you're out walking the dog, do that as well. Put these in your earbuds and get listening to the best of On the Board Year 2 Edition. Enjoy. We were diving into just following along with some former Tigers in the last episode and the amount that came up from the USHL. And then, I mean, Cole Sillinger comes up and, and he's on his way to the Sioux Falls Stampede and if you haven't seen the video from the Sioux Falls Stampede of their games, it is yep. a packed barn. It's the loudest barn in the USHL. I'll tell you that. That is that is wild, isn't it? Like that is absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about it before and it's so bonkers that we're going to keep talking about it until I can't unsee it. Like it For anybody that hasn't seen it, go Twitter Twitter.com, Sioux Falls Stampede, and just go look at some of their highlights. Also, six friggin' jerseys by the Sioux Falls Stampede, eh? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. yeah. Those are pretty um, dull. And the lights flicker when they score. They'll, yeah, oh, they go dark. They got, a good, they got a good production down there. But it's not like 
group social distance like the NFL or no. any sporting event you're seeing right no. now, no. it's like bull rows, like full lower bowl. Like former and, former games at the arena breaking the fire code. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what it looks like. There's people fucking standing in the video I saw. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Oh, yeah, they went nuts when all silly scored there. Well, that's true. And, I mean, he's on to, what, like two goals, three games. You're going to see some rust early. <laughs> but as he goes through the game, like, he's getting a lot better, and, and you're going to see that progression throughout the course of the season with Cylinder. It's just unfortunate you're not going to see it here. No. On Twitter, though. On Twitter, you're going to see all clips the highlights. All the time. Full bars. So here's the crazy. They played an away game. Hold on. Let's see if I still have it on Twitter. It's, they played an away game somewhere, mm-hmm. and it's an absolutely empty barn. So, oh. like, USHL is just picking and choosing out here. They're like, yeah, South Dakota, full barn, uh, Iowa, yeah. Like, like, it is so worth the They're watch. potato farming. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they would be. They would be. Like, the, the like, 22nd, that's Idaho. Iowa does car. Oh, duh. Uh, I think. I don't I'm know. An idiot, sorry. They race in Iowa. But yeah, like it's just that twenty second clip is just fucking nuts, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe like that's just one big family. Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe Sioux Falls or some something different happened down there. Like they just uh, live at the rink. Yeah, and yeah. like was, like everyone in Sioux Falls is related. Like, yeah, is, that, like is that how that is, goes? Yeah, some cousin yeah. loving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're a little too far north for that, but like, oh, okay. I don't know. Well, by the looks of it, you you might think it like oh. there's something to it, or everyone's already got COVID there and they're like not worried about it anymore. They're like, wow, we all got it, we're done. Like that, it's it's just it's the craziest <laughs> thing that I've seen in this pandemic was like a sporting event with what what were we guesstimating like a couple thousand in oh, the ring easy easy oh yeah like a couple thousand a, people jammed a, in a, and, and everyone game. losing it a junior hockey game yeah like mm, anyway mm. well hey missed revenue is missed revenue and you can't afford to miss revenue uh, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't mention Wes Matthews getting a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. That was that was headline news all the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys mock my list of, of free agent names on here, but uh, Wes Matthews is an important part. He's going to provide a, a lot of depth there, playing a, a similar role to KCP, being a guard defender, 3 and D guy, uh, replacing Rondo and Bradley and guys like that. So it's an added depth for the Lakers. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, I just added some depth to our, our, our podcast today. So I appreciate go. Wes Matthews very much. <laughs> Thank you for the content. That's going to wrap things up for me, gentlemen. Anything else for your side of things? I think we... Uh... I think we didn't talk enough about Wes Matthews and that one year $3.6 million deal to the Lakers. <laughs> I think we can just give that a little bit more. Yeah. Run. Well, I think, uh, I think we should start the next week's show with that. I think that's something that's going to be in the news next we should week have too. So I don't want to use it up too much. Every week we just give you an update on what yeah. Wes is up to, <laughs> what he's been doing. Yeah. What gyms did he practice at this week? What is Twitter accounts looking like? What he's posting on Instagram? Wes Watt. <laughs> Oh boy, man! The things I do for the note section of this podcast. I'll tell, tell you, you what, what. Matthews is. Uh, <laughs> like, he is now going to be drafted on my fantasy basketball team. He is now one of my favorite <laughs> basketball players of all time. Like I'm in. I had no clue who Wes Matthews was. <laughs> well, I am now a fan. 
On the line as well tonight, number 16 in your program, number one in your hearts, uh, Tigers forward Corson Hoppo joins the podcast. Corson, thanks so much for joining us, man. No, no, it's a pleasure being here. I'm, I'm glad to join you guys. One random one for me that uh, sometimes we like to ask our guests. Um, first off, do you have a vehicle that you drive here in the hat? Yeah. Okay. What, <laughs> this is kind of a preface it to the question, what's the most random thing in your glove box that you currently have that you can remember? <laughs> um, that's a great question. Uh, and, and I instantly know the answer. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Brakeman uh, lived with him last year, played on the team last year. Uh, we would always get, not always, but uh, one time we had, we went to the gas station and got uh, Kinder Surprises. <laughs> so we have, we still, I still have the toys that you get from those chocolates in, in my glove box. Both of ours. That's awesome. That is so sweet. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a little gun. A uh, little nerf, or it's a little gun and a owl, or something like that. <laughs> it's something to always remember, Jonathan. By hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is, that's great. It's now time for Tigers trivia, and this time we turn it over to Mr. Corey Bacascus. Yay! Everybody excited for some Tigers trivia? Yeah, I'm very excited. Are you excited? Yeah. yeah, I've never been more excited, man. Great. great, great, great. So, all right, I don't know how hard hard I made this. I might adjust it on the fly, but we'll see. All right, which we'll see here. Which eight or 1989 born player? So during the 2007, it was their 17 year old year. Which of these 1989 born players did not compete at the U17 World Hockey Challenge the year before? <laughs> Tyler Ennis, Alexander Provkin. Remember him? No. <laughs> Your boy Colton Grant or Ryan Holfeld? Oh my god! Oh, it's me, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is just goddamn brutal. Um, so Holfeld was the goalie, right? Yeah. Okay. Ennis, Holfeld, your boy Colton Grant, and who was the other one? Alexander Provkin. <laughs> Stop saying it. I forgot it. Um, oh, my goodness. Okay, so... Oh. I, I feel like this might... I don't... I feel like this might be a trick answer. I feel like it... The obvious name is Tyler Ennis, but did he play for Canada at the under-17s? I'm going to go with Tyler Ennis, A. Wow. Um, Like, I keep coming back to fucking Colton Grant about every (laughs) question. Just because I remember him so vividly. He was small. He was, like, a third-line energy guy. Like, he would get in on the forecheck throw a hit, jam a puck at the net, and get off the ice. And that was every single shift from him. Oh. Like he, he served such a good role for that team. But, like, the, the, he, he didn't play in the under-17s. There's just no way. Like, <laughs> it can't be. So, like, I'm going to say Colton Grant again. It was Alexander Brock. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I made this way too hard. Colton Grant was a beauty for Team Pacific. <laughs> How many points did he get? Do you know? 
He got seven points in six games for the oh. 17 Canada Pacific. From here on, I would like to issue a po- an apology to Colton Grant for completely <laughs> underestimating his hockey ability. Oh. I just don't remember him like that. I just want to give one more shout out uh, to Abraham Answer. He was right up there uh, for quite a lot of the weekend and a little medicine hat connection there. His caddy was none other than Dale Valelli uh, of medicine hat. So that was pretty cool to see him in the final pairing there on Sunday played really well all weekend long. And uh, unfortunately kind of ran out of gas there on Sunday, but that was really cool to see uh, that courtesy of our friend, Scott Roblin of chat sports. Yeah. Did, uh, did I hear that Valali was hacking darts at some point during the final <laughs> round? I, I can't confirm this, but someone had, uh, one of my, like my cousin had texted me. He's like, Dale Valali hacking darts. And I was like, nice. Hey man, why not? Like, like Abraham answer actually, I know he was getting a lot of money bet on him kind of in the back end of the weekend, or I guess the back end of the tournament, because at the time when he was tied for first, uh, answer was getting like 25 to one odds as tied for top of the leaderboard. So a lot of people uh, were splashing money on answer. Um, Abe couldn't get it done, but, uh, but still, yeah, it was really cool to see the, the local connection on, uh, on old Abe and Dale. They sound like they could have some kind of TV show, Abe and Dale. Yeah, if you type into Google Abraham Answer, the next three results are Abraham Answer wife, caddy, or caddy smoking. Good All right, Dale Valali, hacking darts, <laughs> love it. Very special episode, like I mentioned. We're doing a another starters episode. It's been a long time, gentlemen, since we uh, did some drafting today, just in time for opening day in Major League Baseball. We're doing something a little bit different along the baseball lines, Lance. Yeah, so what we're going to be doing is uh, drafting our opening day lineup from across MLB. So how this is going to work is uh, we randomly drew before we jumped on. Colby picks first, Corey picks second, I'll pick last. It'll be a snake draft as per usual. Uh, but the tricky thing about this is you got to fill out each position. We're not doing left, center, and right because that gets too technical. It's just all outfielders, so you got to fill three outfield, the infield, catcher, and, of course, a pitcher. And then you got to designate a hitter spot. Conveniently, 30 teams... In the MLB, so once a player gets taken, that team can no longer be selected. So you kind of take away the other player's ability to uh, to pick somebody from that team. Whoever has the best team at the end wins, obviously. Uh, without further ado, though, we'll start things off. Like you mentioned, Lance, I have the first overall pick in this Starters Fantasy Draft. And uh, we were talking a couple days ago, Lance. Mm-hmm. The catcher position mm-hmm. is, like, super lack. It's very bad. It is... Very top heavy, and then you get a bunch of scrubs like Isaiah Kinser Falefa. <laughs> yeah, but you don't even know how to say that. That's right. true. Who has like catcher, th- shortstop, and like outfield? Yeah. He's going shortstop this year. Yeah, he plays yeah. everything. But yeah. So my reasoning behind the number one pick, I'm going to go with a uh, a position of little depth. I'm going to pick JT Real Muto first overall oh. in this fantasy draft. Arguably the best hitting catcher. Uh, the most consistent hitting catcher uh, uh, in all major leagues. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know outside of Bryce Harper, that's probably the other selection for Phillies members that you could select. Uh, but, I mean, you look at teams like, you know, Grandall with the White Sox. There's going to be a couple players you could select there. Um, the Dodgers with Will Smith. You don't want to maybe take those guys off the board that early. So I went with Rio Muto. Uh, you know, Harper can, can lay a waste. And uh, I got my catcher, so I'll lock him up first overall. That was an awful first overall pick. 
That's just that is just horrendous. You have your pick of the league, and you go with the catcher. It's all about position depth, I guess. It's a it's just a little bit of a stretch. I like the idea, but I, I don't know. First <laughs> overall, I might would. Might I'm not gonna to, lie, uh, you put, you put that in chat. Down. Like yeah. you put that in chat before we jumped on. I thought that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Yeah, no one did respond to me on that. No, no. Well, we just like good prank, Colby. Like you had a funny. Uh, but but it is legit. Like you make a good point. Like it, it is true that the uh, the position is really thin. So uh, if if you <laughs> want to have the best catcher available, you just got him. So we'll see what the rest of the draft holds for myself. We've got some way too early award predictions. Uh, nice. Corey wanted us to go through uh, some of our picks. Uh, three, four games into the season because nice. we know how to predict the future. Well, they traded Ian Cole for Greg Patterson, right? So, I mean, Patter. I mean, that guy's, he's got two points in three games. So, so old G, GP there, he's probably he's probably locked up a spot. Uh, but yeah, Greg Patterson's there. So like, no, nah, sorry, Bowen, you're going to have to, you're going to have to sit out this year. Your boy GP's here. GP's Tough times. The rescue. Oh yeah. Tough God. times, man. Hey man, he's got two points in three games. He's basically, he's basically leading the Norris voting so far. Oh, yeah, almost a point a game. Right. Yeah. Is that your pick? Is that your pick? I mean, it's I like early that. days. It's early days, but I'd probably I'd probably have Greg Pattern in my at least top five on my ballot. He's at the round table, the short list. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd be at the very short list for a oh, lot of guys. Go. You ask anyone. The Norris. Greg Pattern winning the Norris. Um, <laughs> is that joke getting old yet? <laughs> no. No? No, because <laughs> I, I, I really do enjoy it. I think it's funny. We are. Where, right. where are we at on Greg Patterson? Like, would you sign him to a two-year deal, Colby? At what dollar amount we're talking? Oh, uh, probably eight mil per. Yeah, Ooh. if he wants, if he wants any less than nine and a half, then you gotta lock that shit up. But yeah, if his he's production. asking for less than nine and a half, he probably needs to fire his agent. Is what he needs. Oh. To do. So or does he believe he can get it for eight? Yeah, you would. Market get him for values eight. nine and a half yeah. right now. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big, big days. You got to bite the bullet, but I think you get the the extra protection. I there. agree. I agree with him. He's got to be making more than McKinnon, that's for sure. Oh, like, yeah. Who, that's like, a staple. Who wouldn't be, right? I think uh, Tatar is making more than McKinnon. Value. Value. <laughs> Value. <laughs> Anything else you want to touch on, gentlemen, before we wrap this baby up? Where are we at on Greg Pattern? Have we decided if he's uh, going to win the Norris? Well, we have to s- decide on his contract. Oh, right, are we signing right, into that yeah. eight mil, nine we'll, and a half value? We'll try and figure that out next week. I think so. We'll yeah. bring that back. Good idea. Let us know. Would you sign Greg Patterson <laughs> for yes. eight mil? Let us know. League value is nine and a half. The amount of people that are saying who's Greg Patterson. <laughs> no offense, Greg, but like a lot of people are going to be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a question that I asked myself about mm, about a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago. Um, and I think I have a different answer then than I do now, and I'm interested to hear you guys' take. Who would win a Cole Cylinder for Connor Bedard trade? And now, before you say anything, I want you to think about how long they're going to be in the league for and the type of points they're going to be putting up and what kind of you know effective player they will be each year that they're in their, in their respective towns. So mm-hmm. I want to get your... Uh, Let's go with Lance first. Who do you think would win that trade? You don't. You don't want to put yourself out there first. You want to ask the question and oh, field it. Oh boy. Okay. No, I'm. I'm. I'm just wondering. Like, no, I, I don't want no, to step on your toes. No, no. I want to hear your guys' input. Okay. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Cole Sillinger plays wing, correct? Mm, I think he did last year, but I think he's a natural center. I think he was just not good enough. Okay. On to. Because he was on that Kemp Shazowski line, and they're both centers, so I think mm-hmm. he's just you know, on man out. So if you were to, I, I mean, essentially, it's not necessarily a trade. It would just be like if I could pick one, really. 
because it's like well say five years five years down the road from yeah. now yeah you look back and the trade happened today yeah who won it well i don't know that either one of them is going to really spend a lot of time in the dub um, that's the thing right i mean their, their years are probably going to be very close because i mean who knows with Bedard, he might be out right when the draft hits. Yeah, he's going to be out at 18? Um, could be. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think 100%. I don't think he makes it to his 18-year-old year here. And so hmm. we could we could say that there's there's a reasonable plausibility that Sillinger makes it uh, back for his 19-year. Yeah. It's not guaranteed, but... Of the two choices, yeah, he's more be, likely. I, I, I mean, I it's more so. likely, but it's also not guaranteed or anything. But mm-hmm. for argument's sake, okay, let's say Sillinger would be here for his 19 years. So he's missing this year. They're essentially going to be playing the same amount of years in the WHL. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even though, like you said, if Sillinger's more designed to be a, uh, if he's a true centerman, I think his game, the way he plays it, fits more as a winger. Um, until his foot speed picks up, uh, which it might have in the USHL, I haven't seen. Um, but until he gets a better step. And typically, I personally... I don't love him. My center is more of a goal scorer than a distributor. Um, not to mention the fact that for all the reasons we just mentioned, where Connor Bedard can literally change the perception of a franchise if he pans out the way that he's trending and what people expect, I, I would I would say Bedard would be uh, your more preferred option. Okay. So you would say Medicine Hat would win the trade. If they acquired Connor Bedard for Cole Cylinder, I would say yes. Okay. All right. Colby, any differing opinions? Not entirely. I think that it kind of comes down to the team around them as well. Like, I, I understand that Bedard's a, a, could be a once-in-a-generation type player for, in the dub, and but I also feel like if he's if it's a one-man show... It's been very, very, very few cases in hockey where one guy can carry an entire team. Depends if you're looking at strictly player success or team success. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at the Medicine Hat Tigers versus the Regina Pats, I'd say in this right now, the Tigers are better suited longer term than the Pats are. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Right. Um, so in that yeah. case, I mean, you put you put Bedard on a better Tigers team, then Sillinger would go to a Pats team where they're going to need every ounce of him, then, yeah, you're probably looking at Bedard being the better overall player, not only just statistically, but also as a team balance Mm. point-wise. All right. Interesting. I like it. Now, you said you changed your answer from the time you asked yourself this a year ago. So what is your opinion now versus what it was then? Okay, yeah. So I think I think it's two different things, who I would rather have and who would win the trade. I think Medicine Hat wins the trade. Very good point, Colby. Uh, if you take in the fact that um, the Tigers have this youth movement right now that's going to grow up in a couple of years and they're going to have a very competitive team, uh, Medicine Hat would win that. Um, I just think I would... I just how cylinder is going to grow and I hope he grows his, his speed and obviously the presence that he builds. I think a 19 year old cylinder will be better than a Connor, a 17 year old Connor Bedard. Um, maybe not points wise, but I just, I think um, 
if you were to choose one, I would take Sillinger because I think Bedard's going to be out of here um, after his 17-year-old year. Um, and I think Sillinger, there's probably a chance that he stays for his 19-year-old year. So you, they're playing the same years. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. It was just, uh, I was just curious. It was something I asked myself when Bedard first got drafted. I was like, do you trade Sillinger to his hometown team and you know maybe get mm. you know uh, a franchise player in Bedard? But anyway. Yeah, I just... To me, like the the potential for, and and this isn't even recency bias because he has eight points in four games. If he had zero points in four games, it'd probably be a, uh, the very similar discussion. Considering he's the first one to be granted exceptional status, that's already going to link your team name to him, good, bad, or otherwise, for the rest of time. Yeah, that's true. Um, you'll be known as the team that had the first. Uh, player granted exceptional status. I think that alone could potentially do a lot for a franchise. Was um, Tavares the first one in the O as well? I feel like he was be one of them. Yeah, like he was I think, early. Wasn't it? Was it Jason Spezza? Might have been Spezza. Spezza was exceptional as well. Spezza. It was a weird rule way back when, where like if you you wanted to play the 15 year old, you had to play for your hometown team first and then get drafted after that year. Mm. So I think he played, I forget who he played for his hometown team and then got drafted to another team. Mm. I'm just looking up here. Um, technically they've only had five in the OHL. It was Tavares. It was Ekblad, McDavid, mm-hmm. Sean, Day, Sean Day, Sean Day, and Shane Wright. Spets is not on this okay. list. And the only one in the queue was Joe Valeno. Is that the exceptional status list? That's the exceptional status list. Okay. Yes. So I think so. Yeah, I think Spezza played as a 15 year old, but I don't. I don't know if it. Mm. I don't know if it'd be called exceptional status back then. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I appreciate the question. That was really good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. We'll, we'll right. have to revisit that next season when uh, Stillinger yeah. gets back into Medicine Hat and he starts playing for the Tigers. Yeah, it's true. True. Miss that. On the line. Uh, a bunch of different ways that we can introduce this man. Uh, he's currently with 680 CJOB and the Winnipeg Jets. Jamie Thomas, how are you, Jamie? Gentlemen, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Before we get into the hockey talk, um, I know through some investigative slash creeping of your socials, uh, you're a big <laughs> football fan, a Miami Dolphins fan. Let's talk quickly about Super Bowl 55. And yeah. how how did that play out for you as a lifelong Dolphins fan to see the the dream killer that is the goat <laughs> yeah. of Tom Brady win his seventh title on Sunday? It's it was so much easier to watch him do it as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer than it was to watch him do it as a New England Patriot. That's all it was. <laughs> so all of a sudden, all that hatred I had for him over the years it disappeared when he signed with Tampa Bay. Now it's like he's not he left at the right time. The Dolphins are kind of rebuilding right now and, and, and slowly starting to add the right pieces. So when he leaves to kind of open it, it was like a whole new light. In conversation with NFL insider Jamie Thomas, you're <laughs> <laughs> on, on the board. No, we'll actually get into the, the hockey talk here. I used to cover, it's so funny, people, I used to do NFL insider stuff, but I yep. was doing hockey and it's so hard for people <laughs> to take you seriously. Like, which one are you? And I'm like, my pa- my true passion was football for the longest time because, you know, you you, you do, you cover hockey for so long. You're like, oh man, I like to, I like to do something else. Yeah. And football, I took a GM and scouting course 
Um, and then you, you just all of a sudden you sort of see where your interests are, but then all you realize you live in Canada and your chances <laughs> of working in the NFL are slim and none. So there well, we are. Hey, I mean, we, we do a lot of talk on, on the NFL. We might have to get you back when, oh, when the football season rolls back 100%. around, Jamie. Yeah. Please, guys, I would love to. But you can say, Winnipeg Jets color analyst here to talk to the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love it. That's multi-talented Jamie Thomas. Yeah, thank you. This question I saw floating around on Twitter last night, and it really got me uh, interested to see what you boys think. I I shared it on the group chat. But uh, the question is, name an NHL player you were convinced would turn out to be a superstar but never panned out. And uh, if you guys don't mind, I'll start with a couple that came to mind right away before I even went in the comment section and found some absolute beauties. Uh, number one for me was Nikita Filatov, formerly mm. of the Ottawa Senators, drafted fourth overall. I thought this Russian sniper was going to come in and be a better Ovechkin or you know a better Alex Kovalev or something like that, and he did not turn out, as, as we all know. And the other one was uh, Angelo Esposito, who was drafted in the mid-20s, I believe, by the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, there was talk that he was going to play alongside Sidney Crosby. This was, like, in the mid to late 2000s. And, uh, you know, that one obviously didn't turn out as well. But we'll turn it over to Lance. What's a couple players that came to mind when you think of this question? Oh, well, the obvious one's Rob Shrimp. I mean, that's just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is the most obvious answer. Like the guy was just an absolute sicko in junior and then played for the Oilers. So that kind of <laughs> happened. Um, well, I'm just saying like, it's not the Oilers fault. It's, I don't know whose fault it is. I can't say it's Rob's fault either. It was somebody's fault. Uh, it might be Maybe your fault. Uh, yeah. It might be my fault at this point. It might've been COVID's fault. Who's to say? <laughs> um, I tried to think of someone like local and, then I started – I did the same thing as you did, Colby. I started combing through the comments, and people were saying Hunter Shankarik. And I was like, nah. No. Like, for, me, for me, it was Emerson Edom. Like, mm-hmm. he, was, he was ahead of his time in the sense that he was on a whole different tier when it came to speed. Like, I've never seen Connor McDavid play junior, but I would imagine that his first three strides in junior – were very similar to Emerson Edom, like just a touch better. Like Emerson Edom's first three steps were probably the fastest first three I've ever seen a guy in the WHL. And so it's like to have that speed and to have the ability to finish like he did. And then he went to Anaheim and I, I don't, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know if he just, just forgot that he was playing hockey out there or <laughs> what happened, but the poor guy just, it, something didn't work and like that, that's going to happen. But just when you look at the league now, like I couldn't help but notice just all the comparisons to Emerson Edom's game that exist in today's NHL. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I didn't even really think about how he would uh, come in nowadays, but hold on. Here we go. What do you want? Oh, Kyle Bacosk is making an appearance. On Kyle! <laughs> Hey, Kyle. He gone. He gone. Oh, Distracted oh. me. Ask him a question quick. Ask no. him who he thinks was a Kyle. 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 What's the question? Please hold on. I got it here. Uh, name an NHL player you were convinced would turn out to be a superstar but never panned out. Pascal um, Dupuis. Brule. Gilbert Brule? Gilbert Brule. Okay, oh, that's yeah. A good one. That makes it. Yeah, we grew up Vancouver. Uh, oh, that's Vancouver, a bad pick. That's John. a good one. Giants yeah. fan, so we knew we knew him. Um, I'm gonna go with Michael Dal Cole. Um, I remember oh. because he had uh, he was drafted 
Um, fifth overall by the Islanders, and he had a pretty good season with Oshawa. He, I have his stats up right now, 95 points, um, which is pretty good for you know a 17-year-old season. So I was like, all right, the Islanders got a good one, whatever. I don't know if I don't, I don't like the Islanders or whatever. But and then the next year, I'm like, okay, well, fifth overall pick, he's probably going to make the World Juniors. Nope, does not make Canada. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that fuck. Well, he's he must he must not be good. But then he ends 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 his eighteen year old year ninety three points. Wins the OHL championship. Wins the uh, Memorial Cup championship. I'm like, okay, so there's there's hope for this guy after all. He was the he was the Memorial Cup cha- uh, OHL champion. Obviously, uh, I was he was on the Memorial Cup All Star team. I'm like, damn, this guy pretty good. And then the next year, he fucking. Barely does anything with Oshawa. Gets traded to Kingston. I'm like, oh no, doesn't make the World Juniors again. I'm like, God, this guy's really a bust. <laughs> then he goes to the Islanders in his 20 year old year, and like, I don't know, he just hasn't been good at all. He, I don't know, I don't even know how many points he has. How many points does he got? He got like 17 NHL points. Anyway, for somebody to like win a Memorial Cup and the OHL Championship in his 18 year old year and be drafted so high, he just. He just didn't work out, and and I thought he was going to be really good because, I don't know, I had high hopes for him. Welcome inside a very special episode of On the Board. I am Colby McKee. Across the glass from me, Lance Dahl is here. Hello. Yes, welcome. Good to talk to you, Whatever day it is. Uh, Corey Bacoskis, unfortunately, could not make it on this show tonight, which is a definite bummer, but on the line, in his place, we have... A very special guest, Hockey yeah, Night in Canada. Pretty good replacement. Yeah, very good replacement. <laughs> Hockey Night in Canada analyst, Sportsnet analyst, uh, member of the New York Islanders, the Los Angeles Kings, the San Jose Sharks, and your Medicine Hat Tigers from back in the day. Kelly Rudy joins the podcast. Kelly, how's it going tonight, sir? Very well, Colby and Lance. I'm looking forward to this. You mentioned earlier that you, you met your wife Donna while playing here in the hat and, uh, you know, the love story that came between you two. Just what has she meant uh, to your career, uh, you know, traveling through the States and whatnot and to, you know, have your guys' home there in Calgary right now and, and just the, the growth from both of you guys and, and throughout your career? Sure. So, uh, well, everything, it's about our friendship and uh, how we've gone through, uh, like everybody, uh, some really good times and some tough times. And uh, um, I would say that, uh, you know, maybe the best lesson she ever taught me was when we were playing in Los Angeles. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but about three years ago, I think it was, I wrote a book and I mm-hmm. share this story in the book where, you know, I was young, I was in my late twenties, I'm traded to LA and uh, you know, there's you know, becoming more recognizable, I guess. And trading cards were, really big at that time and so it was making all of us seem at least in my mind a little bit more popular and I was sort of losing my way a little bit in terms of uh, being friendly towards the fans and and all this stuff just I I wasn't figuring it out very well and uh, so one night we're leaving the uh, Great Western Forum after a game we walk out into the parking lot and I must not have been as uh, nice to some people waiting for autographs as I should have been and so we get to the car and open the doors and before I can even put the key in the ignition she looks at me and goes that's enough of that you're going to go back to being the good guy you always used to be and that was like wow that's an eye opener if you ever want to (laughs) be told the truth (laughs) that's laying it on the line right there and so uh, from that moment on I I became 
uh, more grounded again and recognized that I was sort of losing my way a little bit in terms of popularity and what it, I thought it meant and so on. And so it was just a, a really great lesson. So it, if you have a partner like that, you're in good shape where, uh, you know, it doesn't matter uh, what you're doing, what situation, uh, if they're going to tell you the truth in that sort of way, that's what she's meant to me. Kelly, I got to be honest, that's the most sentimental thing that's happened on this podcast in around 61 episodes over the course of a year and a half. 100%. So you've added a little bit of depth to this program, which is very nice. Uh, by the way, the book... Imagine that, me adding depth. <laughs> a couple of news and notes around the sporting world. Um, you may remember a podcast, we talked about a football punter named Michael Turk. And uh, he's actually back in the news because he didn't get drafted in the NFL draft. And uh, he's I believe to be the now the first student athlete who's been granted reinstatement back to Arizona State um, after declaring to go pro. He did sign an agent, so he was on the path to becoming pro, but didn't go that far. And, and uh, the NCAA is allowing him to go back to school, which is uh, pretty unprecedented, uh, obviously, in these times as well. Don't they do they allow this for basketball players? Aren't there some basketball players that that get into the draft and see where they can go or? Not that I'm aware of, no, because uh, it has to do with the, the semesters of school. I know they were looking into that for, for the March Madness, and I believe they're going to reinstate the, I guess, the fall semester. If that, I don't even know if that makes sense. But one of the semesters, they're going to bring back some of the sports for the NCAA uh, in that aspect, but not usually for basketball, no. I mean, to be fair, Turk's a punter, so it's like, like is he really taking a spot away from somebody else? Like, like really? <laughs> <laughs> well, could you imagine that one guy that's been punting all his life? He's like, yes, I got my chance at ASU this year. Go back to the drawing board, uh, bud. You're going back to Div 2. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, we've kind of seen and heard rumblings that he wants out. Apparently, he wants the GM gone. It's going to be either him or the GM's going to go, according to multiple sources. They've given him a contract extension, trying to make him the highest paid quarterback in the league. He's still not taking it. It's not a money issue. It's a personnel decision about him drafting Love last year, among many other things. Um, but yeah, Rodgers might be out in Green Bay, might go host Je Jeopardy. Who knows? Mm. Good host. Very good host, from what he I see. He did a very good job there. I didn't see it. Corey, what would you rate his hosting skills out of 10, please? Um, what is four? Just okay. Basic <laughs> oh, it was answer. a good solid eight or so. All right. Um, yeah, no, he was very enjoyable. Um, I haven't seen too many of the new hosts. Like, they're just rotating. Yeah. Um, but of the ones I've seen, he's been my favorite so far. Um, yeah, he's, he's a natural at it. I did not expect it. I thought he was just kind of a big name coming on. But he's 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 having fun with the contestants. You know, he's, he's making a day of it. Cool. Good yeah. for him getting yeah. a little positive PR, I guess, hey? He, uh, I mean, he was a big well. watcher, a big studier of yeah. Al Trebek, I've heard, and uh, really tried to study the nuances of, of his delivery and whatnot. So, yeah, I think he would be a perfect natural. Uh, and he could probably they'd give him some big money to host. Right. 100%. Now, now yeah. one question, um, and I could be wrong in this. I honestly don't know. Was Aaron Rodgers drafted by Green Bay? He was. And when he got drafted there, wasn't Brett Favre the quarterback? He was, yeah. Then shut the fuck up, Aaron. Like, you realize that's how things go. I understand. You want more targets. You, you need more help. You only have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones only. Yeah, fuck. Too bad, hey? Shut up. Literally. 
They drafted Jordan Love because they need a quarterback after you're gone. Doesn't mean they want you gone. Oh, my, you're so sensitive. It's disgusting. Like, like if that's the actual reason, which we're all t- led to believe it is, right? <laughs> like, the reason why he wants out is because they have Jordan Love. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, he sat on the bench for years watching Brett Favre. Some would say that's part of the reason why he got so good. was because he was able to pick up on different things and he really absorbed how the team works. And... If you're ownership of Green Bay, you're probably like, well, hey, this worked last time we did this with that Aaron Rodgers fella. So why don't we get a quarterback? We'll put him on the bench for a few years. Just let him see how Aaron goes about the day-to-day. Keep him working. Keep him invested. And then when Aaron's done, we'll bring in Jordan. And Aaron's just like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> like, if if I know that as a guy who's really, like, not that in tune with the NFL, like, a little bit, but not that much. If I remember that, and he clearly doesn't as someone who lived it. Like, what are we doing? In, in Favre's case, I, I will interrupt. Favre's case, he did leave and go to Minnesota. He went to the Jets. Like, right. he didn't finish his career as a Packer. That natural progression like you're talking about. Yeah. And what I don't do, know what do you mean the natural progression? Rodgers well, watched for like four years, five years. But like you're saying, like you're talking about, like, as soon as Rodgers ends as a Packer, then like it's a I'm natural. I'm not saying as a Packer. Okay. But I'm saying they didn't draft Jordan Love to play him tomorrow. Some, some experts may have disagreed with some you. Some experts that. are dumb. Like <laughs> They're not experts. No. no. Like they're, they're just clickbait that are trying to get views. That's what they're doing. Spoiler yeah. alert. Nine. No, not nine. Seven and a half out of ten insiders, like south of the border, are trying to get clicks. They want you to read their articles because that's how they make money. Mm-hmm. So don't believe everything you read from them. There's no shot that Jordan Love was going to be coming in last year. No, definitely not last year. This year. Probably not this year. Well, you might have to because Aaron might leave because he's upset. Yeah, he's upset. Because they're, they're planning for the future. No, no, no. They got Blake Bortles. Well, that's, that's true. That's, that's going to piss them off even more. It will be. He's going to be like, oh, great. Now we have competition in here? What? What if Bortles is better than Love at a training camp? Oh, then that will really piss off Rodgers. 100%. If Rodgers was get, worried about Love, oh, yeah, fuck. He's going to get outdone by Bortles in his, his big mansion on MTV Cribs. <laughs> he was on an episode of Cribs. Do you remember right. that? Wasn't he? Well, he was just like a very different character, wasn't he? When he was with the Jaguars, yeah. What a guy. Yeah, he's a he's a dude already. Sorry. I just, I don't understand the, the, oh, man. the upset feelings that Rodgers has about drafting love mm-hmm. I don't get that you can you can make the argument for like any other pick maybe like I understand you want help but like you look around the league Cleveland has wanted help forever they finally got some you're doing pretty okay with what you got Aaron yeah they Relax. were they were a game away from beating the Bucks, and I mean they had a couple plays or right. kicked a field goal instead of going for it like there's just certain plays where if only they had another weapon <laughs> Not a kicker. <laughs> if only they had two balls to play with at once. <laughs> they could throw it to two people at the same time. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, that was legendary. That was good. I like that. Oh, fuck. Piss me off, Aaron. Uh, good job, Lance. That was really good. Like, was I off in that, though? No, we haven't had a, t- uh, a Lance go in a while. I know. This has been a minute. But, like, am I, like, honest to God, am I off in that? No, a lot of people 
think he's self-centered and selfish and that's just kind of proven it in this way yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. So you're not wrong. Well, you're, that's good. You're on base. Also on the line, a very <laughs> special guest. Let's call him a friend of the podcast. He's He's been a mm-hmm. friend since day mm-hmm. one. Uh, goaltending coach for your Medicine Hat Tigers, Matt Wong joins the podcast once again. Matt, how's it going, sir? All is good. Thanks for having me, guys. Am I the first three-time guest of the show tonight, the hat trick? I think you were the first two-time guest. You were the, the first show, two. So that would make you I don't the first think there's even been a second one. So <laughs> you earned the the hat trick, my friend. All right. Uh, I don't want to, uh, you know, maybe spoil or ruin anything, but uh, but Colby and I just got a text from work uh, saying that uh, well, the Tigers aren't playing this weekend, Matt. In case oh, you didn't really? know that, uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> you did or didn't? I did not. Okay. Well, uh, apparently. Uh, Breaking news! You're yeah, on the podcast. Got a text from from Rids that uh, the Tigers games are not happening this weekend. Really? Um, yeah, potentially potentially around a COVID test. We're recording this on Thursday, April eighth. They're supposed to play tomorrow. Uh, so who's to say for sure? Um, I haven't checked socials to see if anything's come out from the WHL or the Tigers yet, but that's a thing. So we'll look at that in a second and kind of update it periodically as we uh, find more information because it literally just happened. Literally. But uh, Matt, who's winning the Stanley Cup this year? I don't even know who's good, guys. Like, I haven't even watched a whole lot of hockey. Well, then just pick a team. I mean, you pick Jack Campbell. He might win a Vesna this year. Hang on. Let me go to NHL.com. Okay. All right. In the meantime, I haven't heard more information yet about... Uh, Nothing on socials or anything? I haven't seen anything yet about the Tigers, but uh, I could be have missing that somewhere. In any case, uh, hopefully everyone's safe and yeah. uh, heals up quickly because, I mean, that's just an absolute bummer, obviously, and... Health, like we've been mentioning. I mean, we joke about putting Matt on a Zoom call out in the middle of the fucking ice on the blue line, but it's a serious thing, and uh, obviously the health and safety comes first. But, uh, Matt, hopefully that stall job was good enough for you. Yeah, I'm good. I'm ready. Shoot. Florida. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Ooh. I love Florida. Yeah. Ooh. Quenville. Joel Quenville. <laughs> the only thing is All that right. they're just so banged up, man. And Drieger's, and Drieger's been playing great in goal for them. Is he legit? I think so. Okay. Yeah, he's playing real good hockey for them. You know better than I do. And so is goalie Bob, though, too. Mm-hmm. He's been coming around as of late. Yep, yep, that's my that's my horse, Florida. If you had to take one goaltender game seven today, who are you taking? Good question. Let me think about that for two seconds. Okay, I'll stall. I'll stall and give you my answer if you want. Hey, I have the I have an, I have the answer. Okay, it's probably the same as mine. Jack Campbell. No, no. <laughs> what? Ten and zero. He's ten and zero. Okay, you know what? That's fair. Ten and zero. That's fair. Lights out. He can't lose right now. Game seven. I want that guy. <laughs> oh man, Andrew Hammond couldn't lose at one oh, point. Oh yeah, Hamburglar. Where's he? Uh, okay, the who's si- your guy? The silence is everything, isn't it? Um, <laughs> who's your guy? Who's your horse? Well, my guy, like out of the entire league right now, is probably Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. Just considering what he's had to do in Winnipeg with. I mean, the absolute shambles and turnstiles of defensemen that they've been playing behind for this entire season and, I mean, a lot of last, last too. too but, yeah. I mean, Connor Hellebuck's kind of my guy. The thing with Cleveland is, like, like you barely beat Jacksonville. You barely beat the Eagles. You barely beat the Texans. And you're 8-3. and three. Like, shut up. No one cares. You're not 8-3. and three. Not You're not actually. Like, like you should have punished the Jags and the Eagles for that matter. And you almost lost both of them. You beat the Texans by a field goal. Like I'm just, I'm trying to wrap my head around. And we talked about this last week. It was like the two big ones they lost were one to the Ravens, one to the Steelers. 
They gave up a combined 76 points in two games, and they scored 13. Like, this team's just not good. I feel like you go on the, tw- the Twitter of, like, the Cleveland Browns and just trash their fans. I should. <laughs> but, like, I also feel bad for them. Your team's not they good. They don't deserve all the pain and suffering they've had in Cleveland. Like, they just don't deserve that. So, so I feel bad for their no, fans at the at same time. Like, there's there's pieces to like. Like, like Baker... I don't, I don't know. Like Baker's just to me, he's likable because he's kind of an asshole. Like he, I, I kind of like him for that reason. But like <laughs> Miles Garrett's an incredible defensive end. Like they, they got a lot of great guys, kind of like I, I mean, whatever OBJ is. But like I, I just I like some of these guys, but they're just not good. That's just the fact. They're not a good team. Like we we all have forgotten apparently about Kareem Hunt and what his past looks like too. Like I, I'm just. What happens in Cleveland? I don't understand. I don't like don't like them as an eight and three team, <laughs> and I hope they don't make playoffs. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Lance wants them to win. That was but my he next wants question. Him to win. He wants them to win Lance's way. <laughs> They're not winning the right way for well, Lance. It's, it's the Patriot way. Bad. It's just like you can't look at that and tell me they're good. Like you can't. Oh, uh, so okay. So you said you you hope they don't make the playoffs. In your logical brain, do you think they make the playoffs? Um, no. <laughs> I hope they go to the AFC Championship that's, game. That's I really do. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I think uh, Corey, do you lot. think they make the playoffs? Well, yeah. How's their schedule look? Like, they, I'm guessing they got to eventually play some tough teams. Well, they play the Titans here in week 13. Then they get Baltimore next, um, next I'm week in week 14. And they wrap up their season against the Steelers. They do. So, like... Yeah. And they're in the they're in the first wild card. And they play the too. Giants. Giants yeah. and Jets in the middle there. Yeah, who can... Yeah, I'm, no, I'm saying they make the playoff. Right? They're in the first wild card spot right now, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go against Lance. I think they're winning the right way. They're winning <laughs> the games they need to. Stop and it. that's they're a not good winning thing, the right Lance. way. They're winning the right way. They get touchdowns, and they don't give up touchdowns, and then they win games. <laughs> and that is all that matters. They win the right way. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying playoffs for the Browns. Screw it. For sports being dormant for a large chunk of this past year, not a lot going on in some cases, We sure had a lot of highlights, didn't we? Thank you so much for sticking with us and listening to this best of episode, our second year anniversary special. Big thanks once again to all of our guests who have joined us on the podcast over this past year. Uh, Kyle Bacoskis, Troy Durrell, one of our favorites every holiday season. Kelly Rudy from Sportsnet Hockey Night in Canada. A great interview that was with Kelly. Greatly appreciate that. Jamie Thomas of 680 CJOB out in Winnipeg talking Jets, talking NFL insider. He's the real deal. The entire package. Matt Wong, one of our favorites. Medicine Hat Tigers goaltending coach here in Medicine Hat. Love talking with Maddie And Tigers forward Corson Hopwell. Fantastic stuff with Corson. Greatly appreciate his time as well. And thank you so much. Like I mentioned, all the downloads, subscriptions, likes, follows, shares, comments, you name it. You've been a big part of On The Board for the entirety of our two-year existence. We couldn't do what we do without you. So greatly appreciate your downloads. We hope you continue supporting the podcast because doing this podcast makes us feel good. Hope it does for you as well. Thanks so much for joining us. For Lance Dahl, Corey Bacoskis, Colby McKee, signing off. 
Happy two-year anniversary to everyone with On The Board, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to On The Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Yes! Yes! <laughs>